Well, hello and welcome along to the second edition of the FounderCast, where we talk to uh, interesting people about technology and startups and what they're doing and what the market is doing and uh, a little bit of everything. So thanks to everyone who listened to last week's show uh, with Dylan. Thanks for all of your retweets and your comments and uh, your analysis on Twitter. Keep it, keep it coming. Um, we'd like to hear more of it. You'll find uh, this podcast and, and the last one and all future ones on iTunes for the people who said that we weren't a podcast because we didn't have a feed. Um, otherwise, you'll find it obviously on, on SoundCloud and uh, on founderware.co. Uh, this week we're brought to you in association with the very nice people at soundcloud.com, uh, who if you don't know about by now, uh, you should probably be a little bit ashamed of yourself, but go check them out at soundcloud.com, they're doing amazing things in, in audio streaming, they've got some amazing tracks up there and some, some great uh, audio content, hopefully like this, that you'll, uh, that you'll see. So I'm Eamon Carey, and, uh, or that you'll hear. I'm Eamon Carey and, and, and I'm here this week with, with David Hickson, who was one of those who was kind enough to uh, tweet about last week's podcast, so uh, thanks very much for that, first off. You're very welcome. So David, co-founder of uh, Tribe Sports and advisor to the board at, at CMP Capital, who have kindly lent us their uh, boardroom for the <laughs> afternoon, ex last minute, ex uh, my deco and, and, and a number of other hats as well. So. Um, Thanks for, for taking the time, first off. Cool. Um, tell us a little bit about what, what you're up to at the, at the moment with, with Tribesports, because it, it's, it's some really exciting stuff. Yeah, um, okay, so Tribesports is, I, I, it's, weirdly, I keep saying it's my new gig, um, but it, it's, it's not new anymore. It's been, it's, it's been a couple of years. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, we, Steve is, the, is the, the, the original founder of um, uh, Tribesports, he brought myself, uh, Andrew, and Jenna uh, together uh, a couple of years ago, and I think Steve himself is—he's a, a marathon runner, an ultra marathon runner, mm. and I'm not. Well, I used to be at school, but I'm not particularly sporty. I wasn't particularly sporty at the time, and and he sort of and we met at my deco. Steve and I met at my deco, and he was—he was actually the uh, the finance guy there, although he'd moved over to running the search team, and and he sort of said, "Look, one day." He, I think we were having lunch. He said, "Look, I really want to a do something for ourselves or myself, and b I want to do something in sports." Um, and I guess what we had noticed at MyDeco, we and MyDeco, if, if if you guys don't know who who or what that was, that was Brent Holman's next gig after LastMinute.com. So after uh, Brent and uh, we'd sold travel, I was at I was at. Um, LastMinute.com mm. with Brent as well, um, and after we sold uh, LastMinute.com to um, Travelocity for a, like a billion bucks, so it was a decent exit nice, yeah. in, in 2005, um, it, the next gig for uh, Brent was MyDeco, mm. um, and I was a founding shareholder there, although I'm not, I'm not allowed to call myself a founder, uh, and I, I don't want to be either, um, so MyDeco is actually still doing pretty well. Yeah, it looks amazing. It's one of the nicest designed websites that, that you'll find out there. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it is. It's, it's a really cool thing and, and, it, and it bobs along and, and, and it's still going great guns. I think it's like something like four or five years old now. And I think I think any startup that lasts four or five years and is still a strong ongoing concern is, is uh, you know, I think kudos to everybody there. Um, but I guess what happened that was and my deck was about furniture design and like I'm a bloke and Steve's a bloke uh, and like it really didn't fi put any fire in our bellies. Yeah. But I guess what I guess what we noticed at my deck and my deck tried to do um, some very interesting things in in you know uh, interior design or design products 
using technology. In other words, it started off with a browser-based Flash 3D tool, which in 2007 was kind of cool. I mean, okay, so Flash is not cool now, and Steve Jobs probably put a nail in its <laughs> coffin, but in, who used to know that in 2007? And browser-based, there was no downloads, and, um, and that 3D tool would sort of help people work out what they were going to you know what they were going to uh, buy and, and what have you and, but what we found actually is is people weren't using the tool as a utility mm. what they were doing and this was and when i say people here i'm talking about a global community of thousands of people mm. who and my deco was at the time just directed at the uk market all the products were in pounds yeah. and it was a super it was it was a the superest of super affiliates. It wasn't just a spam site. It yeah. really wanted to add value in that in in, in, in that journey. Um, and um, but what we found was people were using this three D tool to create beautiful aesthetics. Mm. And I realise this is a very long, tortuous way to get to what Stripe Sports and why he's doing it. But it, but it, yeah, you know, follow me here. Um, in other words they were creating these beautiful aesthetics and then the rest of the community would network around this aesthetic, yeah. okay? Um, which, of course, was fantastic for MyDeco in many ways because it, it meant that lots and lots and lots of content was being generated which would win, for example, at Google Images. Yeah. Um, and and also, we had a very engaged community which and still does, actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I haven't been there for two years, but I'm sure the, the, the community still is very active and they keep, and of course that's a great retention tool. But what I guess Steve and I realised was really, it, was it really merchandising the products? Yes, to a certain, not, not necessarily at the time, it may be now. Mm. Um, but the dynamic here, the thing, that, thing that, that we thought that we could do something with was just the expression of myself within a certain niche, yeah. within a certain vertical, within a certain face. Mm. Um, and, you know, and people sort of, and, and, and this sort of came from an idea really that it's not that you are one person actually, you are various different people. And actually there might not be, a, this is a philosophy in mind, there might not actually be a core where you are that person. Actually, you just have a series of faces. Yeah. And this was the expression of their faces, interior designers. And, mm. this, and, and this was a huge mass of people. And, this was, the, and this, was the, this was the thing that I thought was, my deco did many things as well, but was the thing that was really interesting to me. So when Steve sort of said, that's not really can we do what should we do doing in sports? And he went away and thought about it, he came to me and sort of said, I want to do something, I'm gonna jump. What can we do in sports? We had a real think about it. And we had the kind of the business model over here, which is what we what we want people to do in order for us to make money mm. and, to, and give value to the shareholders, is we want people to be talking about sports products. Yeah. Now the the economics of that pretty obvious if you get people talking about sports products then suddenly you have something which is akin to the TripAdvisor model yeah. or the Amazon book reviews and of course we all know well you know it, it, when you've got things that merchandise products for retailers you win on all sorts of particularly yeah. you win on all sorts of levels um, and when that merchandising is done by the crowd, the yeah. mass, you win on all sorts of other levels, including 
SEO. You know, you mm. just have to use parallels here to yeah. work and uh, there's hundreds of them. So yeah, so we that was the that was where we wanted it to be, which is let's get them talking about sports products. Mm. But that of course is too gratuitous. Yeah, you're thinking about the investing. You're not thinking about the sports person. So what we didn't want to do, what we want to do is we want to move away from thinking too gratuitously about this and have that as a kind of collateral to what we so we just put that aside and then we went back to what do sports people want to do that they can't already do yeah um, and where we got to and be fair to Steve this came from him and the fact that he'd done all these marathons and ultra marathons he was like well where is it that I can actually have my vir- my virtual trophy cabinet where is it that I can talk have a repository a timeline a chronicle where I can put my photographs, where I can put my yeah. comments, where I can just look at the damn thing and go, these are the things that I've done, these were the times that I've done them in. And this, of course, was the... This is the, this is, uh, this, this is the kind of the light bulb moment for us. Mm. This was like, actually, this is an analogue here to the MyDeco aesthetic, which, of course, is itself an analogue to YouTube videos, yeah. to the mood board tool on Polyvore, to, you know, you can just iterate this out. And of yeah. course, not, this is nothing new under the sun here. It's just, let's think about what sports people want to show off, which can be an aesthetic or it can be a thing. And that's where we start. So let's build that. Let's give them that thing to do and then stick that into a network. And as an aside, they love talking about their products and suddenly we have the definitive super affiliate as well and the thing links together. Yeah, especially with sports because, I mean, it's it's... And, and what you said is very true. I mean, people have very different faces for very different things. So the person that you are at a concert or when you're talking about music is very different to the person that you are when you're talking about going skiing or taking running a marathon or doing a triathlon. But what's the what's the journey been like for for you guys so far? I mean, what's the the, the kind of uh, feedback that you've had from from users and and, and what's the kind of uh, the, the the story been so far for for Tribe? Well, I guess the first year was. I think we're coming to the end of our second year now. Mm. So the first year, I mean, it's t- this stuff is tough, right? It's hard. It's incredibly rewarding when stuff goes to, when stuff goes right, but it's hard, okay? And I guess for the first year, I mean, um, Steve, he, I mean, we spent the first eight or nine months basically in his. He got one of these work live type units mm. and he had his wife in there and his dog and he lived there and then we would sort of come in and take the upstairs floor I mean that's I mean this is I mean this is like yeah. you know proper startup stuff yeah. right um, and we it was bootstrapped for a short while and then we were fortunate en- enough to get uh, an angel investment mm. um, about six months into what we were doing and we brought Andrew which is our CTO and Jenna our commercial mm. director they they came on very early in fact they, they're co-founders too mm. um, so we, we I guess that was the, the the kernel of the team and then we and then I mean so much so that um, so Andrew is a McDonough he's a he's a stellar Ruby mm. developer he's very active in the in the in, in the Ruby community mm. and we needed well we needed a front end guy but we also needed someone to help bear the load of the Ruby stuff mm. now money was so tight that actually um Andrew got on board his his mate who was actually doing a, a robotics PhD hadn't touched Ruby now I think he I think he was he was probably involved in a lower level mm. like a harder lower level, level language doing his robotics yeah. but um, 
And then because he was like super smart, and he is Simon is super smart, um, he, we got him, we got him like r- relatively cheap um, because it was a training contract, yeah. if you like, to get him up to Ruby. And of course now he's now Simon, like you know, twelve months, eighteen months later, is a stellar Ruby developer yeah. too. And actually, we've got this huge value out of this. But that's the sort of thing that we had to do. Mm. Um, and uh, and I guess it it takes way long. We we wanted to, because we wanted to get the interaction design. I mean, obviously, we thought we have to make sure that we're pressing the right levers to really, you know, to really make sure that you that we are um, leveraging the the inherent efficiencies the mm. internet can give you in terms of distribution, acquisition, all of that stuff. Yeah, um, and you know, some of the ideas around well, you know, if you can get people. to to say the stuff that they're doing um, in Tri Sports, also onto their Twitter and, and yeah. Facebook, and all that stuff's pretty obvious. Then that you know, there's there's it's free branding, it's free mm. marketing, it's free acquisition. I think that stuff is, by the way, I think that stuff is tougher than than, than people think. Um, and but uh, that's that's probably for another discussion. So anyway, I guess it took us twelve months to get a product to. Uh, Alpha-ish, mm. um, and then what it was, and and that was you know, twelve months of basically off this original seed investment. And in the meantime, Steve and I were speaking to VCs various mm. with throughout, well, throughout this whole process. And and in fact, three well, yeah, about sort of eight or nine months into it, um, we went through something like eleven due diligence meetings with one of the top VCs wow. in. And we went all the way through to their investment committee, and then after that, it was sort of a maybe, mm. um, which I guess is uh, you can read as a polite. But you know, and 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 to be fair to them, this was actually pre-product mm. for us. And of course, these days, I mean, it's remarkable even to, in my head that we got we got there. We got the meeting. I think we, got, yeah. we got we got not just the meeting, but we actually got all the way through, through to yeah. just off the back of effectively a, a PowerPoint. Mm. I mean, you know, you read, I guess you uh, read blogs or you listen to podcasts where people sort of say you have to have a de minimis, a, pro- a working product yeah. because it's so easy to do. And so, but we, but we didn't want to do that. We wanted to, we, actually, we wanted our alpha product to be something interesting. Yeah. Um, and so we went to, we got to our alpha and then um, iterated up to something which we wanted to then give to our friends and family and, mm. and uh, um, yeah and I don't know who ca- I, I, I often use this quote and maybe one of the listeners will t- be able to tell me who it is I've googled it I still can't quite find it but it's the truth nobody gives a fuck about your startup yeah. nobody except you and when I mean nobody I don't I don't just mean you know TechCrunch or Read Like Web or or you know the bloke next door. I mean, your girl, your your girlfriend. Oh, that's unfair. Actually, my girlfriend does give a shit about stuff. But um, I mean, your family, your friends. You know, these people that you've grown up with all your life. So when you say to them, "Look, we're doing a very private beta here. I, all I want you to do is play around with it. I don't. You know, it's just about seeing if some of the interactions are working. At you know, at more than just the five of us or six of us who work in the company, and." Um, you know, and 
And of course, a they don't, no one ever listens to that stuff, yeah. and they they come back and say we want this feature, and you know, yeah. which is not everybody works in the tech industry. Why should they? But what we also found is that unless you're really into your sports, right? You, you, they no one it doesn't register. It doesn't register, and and of course that makes a lot of sense because what we're building inherently we're building a network for sports people. Mm. We're building, you know, we're building the you know why does Stack Overflow work for coders because it's just it, you know it, 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 you're guaranteed to get your, the the answer to the question that you have there. I mean, ninety nine point five percent of the time, if you ask something, and I guess that's that's what you're building in the same way. So if you give it to, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of whose name I can say without insulting them. But if you were to give it to, if you were to give it to say my brother, um, who who perhaps wouldn't be the most sporty person that I know, uh, his feedback on it might not necessarily be the most relevant. Yeah, um, which is tough, but. I mean, I guess what you say is true. I mean, if the whole idea of people caring and understanding and giving enough of a fuck about your, your startup is, I think maybe to an extent here, not as um, fully grown as it might be in, in the States where there's maybe that a little bit more of a community where you can go, I'm building this and you maybe will get a couple of UI and UX guys who will go, oh, this bit doesn't work and I'm not sure about that. You know, is that is that a bit of a, problem here do you think i mean what's your experience been because you guys are based down in shortage so you're in the kind of heart of the the tech city i mean do you think there's enough uh, collaboration say between startups is there enough of a kind of a network of people who can help with things like that or who you would think actually i'm going to invite these guys to my private beta because they will be able to give me valuable feedback based on what they've already built or what they already know I th yeah i mean i think that there is no doubt amongst your own network within if you want to call it your industry face, mm. um, then there is always people that are willing to help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've been doing this for thirteen years now, you know, um, and so I know a bunch of people. And of course, when it came to the private beta, these were people that I went. Yeah. They built some of them have built successful businesses. Give me your feedback. But of course, unless they really, in, unless so they do, and they and actually, actually the feedback's okay. Mm. Or the feedback's good. But then, but it's here's a bunch of stuff, and then but then it's like here's a bunch of stuff that you might want to think about. Da, da, da. But then, what you want is people to be using it, yeah. and and and, this, and that's what I mean, and that's why you sort of expect your friends maybe to come back more than just for the, t the first twenty minutes they were on there. But I guess this was just the uh, naivety on our part that that we would. Ex so really, we didn't get what we wanted to get from our private Peter. <laughs> yes, um, and which totally makes sense. And why would my mum want to play on twice sports, for example? It's not fair on my mother. She's a very good squash player. Um, but um, we didn't get what we wanted really from our private beta. And it was only, and then I think it was Jenna or someone had some really smart idea about why don't we see those sports people who are really active on Twitter. Mm. Um, and in other words, we know that they're early adopters yep. and, you know, they like talking about themselves and the stuff, the sports stuff. And and then why don't we flatter them into so. And that's what happened. Actually, she discovered a bunch of these people who mm. talked a lot on Twitter about sports stuff and said, "Would you come along and try out what we're doing? Because we think it's you know it's like it's forum plus. I mean, all we're doing here. I mean, I, I guess our mantra is like it's evolution, not revolution. Yeah. Like, we're not trying to create something which they're just not going to recognise. I mean, you know, you spend like millions of pounds on a brand shiny new technology product which they're just going to go I, okay it looks and acts in a shiny way but yeah. I don't I don't 
see What's the value. For me, kind of, yeah, yeah. Or I don't see the value. Yeah. What we wanted to do is just say, we didn't say that, but you know, we, we, in, in our own head, just like, okay, this looks and feels like, say, one of the forum sites you might be on. Hmm. Say looks and feels. It's like it's like version two, if you like. Yeah. But actually, I can do so much more with it. I can express... I can, it's more than just a forum where I've got, like... Like my name or my mm. username, like a bunch of stars to say how many I've answered, or you know, to say how successful I am. But I, what I can also do, I can fill out my sports profile. But it's yeah. more than a sport; it's not a gratuitous sports profile. I do your name, you know, yeah. what it is, it's it's a service to you, something which you might want to use without the network. Yeah. So that's how we slotted those two things together. Let's, which is, I guess where we got the idea from my deco is that mm. people, if we provide them with a service and enjoying yourself, by the way, creating beautiful aesthetics is a service or, or we provide a service to you, which is here's a repository of your life and sports. Okay. You might want to do that, but also let's drop that into the network. Yeah. And so you drop it into kind of forum. It's like forum. We describe it as forum plus. So we don't yeah. do it anymore. Um, and suddenly they're like, ah, now this is quite interesting yeah. because I can, I can write about myself and I can do some stuff, but, but also I, the service is quite useful for me. Yeah. But then, so what we found is, and this goes back to the whole, nobody gives a fuck about your startup. You live in fear that when something like this, you t when you're not telling your friends and your family that, you that the silence is deathly, mm. or I uh, used it and never came back, or you know, or whatever. So, Really, the most, thus far, the most important proof point for us, mm. and bearing in mind we've only been we've only been in open beta now for six months or something, yeah. um, was whether people were going to come back consistently, and not just the first three or four times, but consistently. Yeah. Um, and now, even from those very earliest users. Um, what we're finding is a certain set of users, a, a, a sufficiently big set for it to be, not for it to be trivial, mm. are coming back 50 times to tribes boards. Okay? So we know that we've done something right here. Yeah. And, and it's really that, the retention stats for a big enough set <clears throat> of our user base for it not to be trivial. Yeah. Um, in other words, means that Somebody gives a fuck about your startup, yeah. And if somebody gives a, fu a fuck about your startup, right, you just need to scale that up because, all right, you could say, well, yeah, but they're extreme Twitter users, they were originally, but now we've got a whole bunch of others who yeah. aren't Uber Twitter users, there aren't Uber Facebook users that have come in because they like sports, but they're Uber sports users, yeah. And we know that of those guys, that they're enough are coming back, if not 50 times, well, actually. I think someone came back 300 times. That was like right. three full days in one month. Wasn't it? it was absolutely crazy. That's it for part one of this week's FounderCast with David Hickson, the co-founder of Tribesports.com, XLastMinute.com, uh, advisor to the board of CMP Capital as well. Uh, this week, of course, coming to you in association with our friends at SoundCloud.com, who you should most certainly visit uh, to find more of this podcast. Uh, part two of it where we talk about lean startups and VC funding and a whole bunch of other things and also a whole bunch of amazing music and, and, and audio content. So soundclear.com is the place to go.